All right. Welcome back, Hocklings, to a special episode of Electric Talk, brought to you by Electric Talk. Uh, today, we are joined by a very talented producer. He goes by the name of Tate B. If you don't know who Tate B is, uh, one, I'm sorry, and two, you will very soon. Um, as always, here at Electric Talk, my name's Tony. Hello, I'm Sean. This is not our second take or anything, but no, yeah. hello, I'm Sean. Yeah, uh, takes 37. Um, and then, of course, you know, we got our specialist team guest here, Burke, uh, otherwise known as Tate B. Yo, yo, yo. And today we're going to, you know, talk about his remix of Zed's Dead Collapse. We're going to talk about him working with Wubbaholics uh, and all the homies over there. We're going to talk about uh, the Tate B USBs that got hidden everywhere. We may even find out what basement tape is hidden in, tied down, stopped from making music because Tate B said, it's my time to shine. Um, so. No tape, more CDs. Yeah, no more CDs. <laughs> no more CDs. Down with CDs. So what's what's the deal with cassettes? Are they making a revival? Um, I mean, it looks like it. 2020 was coming back. 2021 looked like a good year. And then uh, this year coming up, Think it's going to be come, making a strong comeback all right well you heard it here first the cassette forecast uh from <laughs> mr cassette dubstep himself um so watch out spotify exactly <laughs> audius who what audius who soundcloud um, never heard of her <laughs> never i mean i've heard of her we just don't talk anymore but uh sean you got a question for mr b yes mr b uh, for you, I mean, you've just recently joined, well, you are a part of Wubbaholics right now, aren't you? Burke? Yep, uh, right now I'm signed to our management roster, and we've been pretty much growing the brand all this year and uh we have a lot of big stuff planned for next year um right now we're kind of just gearing up for next year but um Wubbaholics, uh it was literally like my number one pick as like when I was coming up uh last year and I knew about him when I was like uh just doing my thing back when I was still at UCF and I was always like thinking to myself like if I was if I were to be managed by anyone, I would love to work with Wubbaholics just because it's all it's a Florida team and I knew um like what they were about things. So in the back of my head, I always like wanted to be with Wubbaholics, but wasn't sure how to go about it. But um luckily enough, they reached out to me for a mix and I did one with them. And while they were um faced of uh 2020, I believe, or yeah 2020 and um now we're here <laughs> so you say so far the relationship's been like pretty good since uh last oh, yeah last been, august yeah it's been amazing i consider it a tight little family um every i love everyone that's a part of it um it's really cool too because a lot of us live in florida um mainly south florida we have a couple people in tampa that I see pretty often, but um, the two main managers, uh, Austin and Adam live down South, uh, Reginald Simpson, Liam lives literally like 
five minutes from me tops. Um, we live right next to Sunset Cove, actually, where they're throwing uh, Cyclops Cove this Saturday. And um, Illo lives in Fort Lauderdale and a couple others also are down here. But we still have a lot of people around, but it's just really cool that a lot of people live in Florida because I get to see them all a lot of the time. And it's just like nice chilling with them besides like the music part of it all. Now, how many tra- how many tracks would you say have you released with them so far? Um, I think two in a mix, but I have something coming up very soon. Um, I think January, like it's in January, but I don't know the exact date but i'm pretty sure it's pretty early and that's including premieres uh not including premieres they uh, premiered okay. the eyes on fire remix and i think that might be it hmm. well that'll be a good segue into um this collapse remix and like a bunch oh, of other remixes that you have too oh yeah um so Right now I'm planning, I just finished up an ID showcase today, along with the artwork that I've been working with my friend with, um, and that's all coming together. And that one has a lot of remixes in it. Like there's a Promises remix, uh, Innocence remix by Nero. The Collapse remix is teased in there a bit. There's a Family Ties remix of Baby Keaton. Um, some other OG dubstep songs, like the first two that I don't really plan on releasing. And then I might try to fit the Kyoto remix in there, but I'm not sure yet. And then there's a bunch of originals in there too, but I just really wanted to put a lot of the remixes that I've been working on all year onto it too, just because most of them I don't really plan on releasing. I just like saving them for live shows, but I also felt that the people deserve to hear it too. And it should be somewhere where they can like hear it and listen to it on their phones. So SoundCloud is coming in clutch for that. (laughs) Oh yeah. And you know, SoundCloud is a huge platform for artists that kind of followed the similar, uh, not like formula, but like almost like timeline that you are like you get inspired by artists and you make these like crazy remixes that, sound way different than all the other remixes that come out about these songs or like you know people probably give like besides you and Skeller I can't think of a notable remix of Eyes on Fire in like a long time and there used to be like a ton of them um yeah and so where are you like are you just going through like your old like SoundCloud likes or old playlists and you just listen to songs that are still hitting like still hit you like hard and you're just like I'm gonna make a remix for it like um pretty much so I used to listen like when I was growing up listening to music um when I found out about YouTube that's when I found about UKF and lately I just literally go through like their 2010 playlist and I'm like oh yeah this song exists I haven't heard this in like 10 years and then take a trip down memory lane and then if it's like good enough to where like I think I can remix it um I'll just do that but mainly like UKF releases is what I like uh remixing just because that's like what I grew not like grew up on from like a very young age but that's like a huge part of music for me like that era in 2011 like 2012 so I just like kind of pick songs that I really really like and where I think like my sound can fit onto there and go with that but I also feel like I really found my sound through the remixes because um I pretty much just like the way I look at these remixes is 
this song's dope, but like, how could I put like my own style into it while keeping like the same feel and like what it used to remind me of. So that's why a lot of it's very nostalgic and has like the same like kind of neuro bases, but with like a refreshing touch to it. Yeah, that's a great way to put it that you, you're kind of keeping that original kind of bro steppy like synth sound but just reworking it in a new like modern arrangement it's really sick exactly um sean you got a question uh about remixes yeah i mean since you've released remixes from flume to um you got Eyes on Fire, Gold Dust. You got so many, but has any like song that you want to remix? You're in the process of remixing, but said no, this isn't it. Oh, is there? Tons. Oh, yeah. Tons. I, I try to like, because right now I don't really have a job ever since like the pandemic started, just because by the time um, it happened, I was living off unemployment for a while. So I just um, haven't literally just grinding on music since then um pretty much just wake up try to start a song couple if not then just do whatever else for the rest of the day but I'm pretty much always working on music so there's a ton I've tried to start but I just like didn't really get around to it so I'll just make like a new one the next day because how I work with music is um if it doesn't really click with me like off the bat like within like the first like 30 minutes then I kind of don't really get interested in it or like lose interest and then start something else. But if it's like something I feel like I can really do, then I'll, I'll eventually go back to it. But it's kind of just like a trial and error thing with that. Is there like one song that you really, really wanted to do and then it just escaped you? Uh, not exactly yet. Cause like the ones I really wanted to do, I've figured it out, but um as of now i've really been trying to remix uh some like asap rocky songs and that's not really working out the greatest because i've been doing a lot of dubstep remixes of like the older og dubstep stuff but i also want to start doing rap remixes again because um if you've seen i've done a couple of drip tapes which was like my old mixtapes where like i would do like five remixes of rap songs and i've been trying to get back into that because I kind of doubled down on OG dubstep this year and forgot about like the rap side of Tate B. And um, I'm trying to do a lot more of that for next year too. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I mean, so would you say you're getting more into rap like probably in 2022 since we are on the verge of it right now? Yeah. Um, I One of my biggest goals for next year is definitely to... Um, work with a lot more rappers and singers in general, but uh, just like more, make more hip hop and like not just EDM um, and also add it to the EDM stuff I do have. But I think it's really cool to have like rappers on songs cause that's like what I grew up with too. So it's just nice to have that. And um, yeah, pretty much that. Especially on originals too, right? Just having, yeah, exactly. or just having a singer in general. Yeah, 100%. That's definitely a huge goal for next year. A lot more singers and um, other stuff. Because right now I just kind of just chop up vocals from Splice and do that, which is like still cool. But I feel like anyone can do that. It's really 
at the end of the day, it's really cool to just be working with like another person and like do something from scratch that way. But the samples have been helping a lot. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Um, Tony, you got a question for him? Yeah. Ooh, also, right. one oh. more thing about the remixes. Um, so I, I really started doing the remixes was because uh, I remember like a while ago, like when I first started getting like into the Tate B brand, um, I was like trying to figure out like what I should be doing. And I was listening to a podcast or something and Crank That was talking about how when he was first coming out, he was doing a lot of remixes and um, like of songs that he really liked. And that's like a good way like that he popped off. And um, I, I kind of took note of that because like I was releasing a bunch of originals before the remixes and they weren't really doing that well. And no one really knew like what I was going for, or, like what Tate B really was. But once I like remembered that and like that advice, I just started like saving up a bunch of remixes. And then this year, like the beginning of this year, I just started dishing them out like heavy, seeing like if that strategy would work. And this remix strategy is honestly a really cool one because as long as you're just remixing songs that really resonate with you and that you really like and try to make it in your own way and like put your own sounds into it, um, I think it ends up working out and a lot of people can get like more in tune with your brand and your music and your style by like hearing these remixes and then when it's time to release these originals I think it pops off a lot harder because people are excited for it and they've heard the remixes so now they're like all right like what else does he got you know you know what you got a good point with the whole remix and original um I mean I know what you're saying like Crank Debt has released and still releases remixes to the day and you know, when he releases those um, originals, they, there is signature sound and you know what's coming. And it's definitely the heavy bass. And I totally understand that too. Exactly. I feel like a lot of people just like it too. Um, Cause I mean, I love remixes. That's how I got into a lot of my favorite artists just by hearing like songs that they've remixed. And it kind of just gives you like a, like it lets you know like what they're really going for and like what they like too because you're not going to really remix a song that you don't like or that you've always been listening to you know yeah i think it's super wild that you say that crank that on a podcast is kind of like what like brought you back to the whole re like the strength of remixes because i was talking about you coming on the show the other day to one of my friends and we were basically like we're like just said compared to you to how you're like the crank that of this new like sub bass like like wave coming on um where like your remixes are, are like taking these like familiar songs that we know but just putting them into like the tape b world and so there's always going to be like that challenge i feel like of people trans transferring like the remix world of their music to like the original world of their music and i think that's like something that crank that took a while to do um and so i think as long as you're just starting that process then that's all that's the most important part because remixes can get popular and all of that but i don't think remixes really make that much money oh yeah for me, it's not really about the money either, though. It yeah. was kind of more just like getting my name out there because 
obviously I can't monetize like remixes or anything like that. I just give them out um, for free downloads, which you can always just add a download gate to and like you can get followers that way to just grow your page. But um, yeah, it's not really about the money part. It's more just so like me being able to put out a remix and people like listening to it and it's like a song that I really like and I'm hoping like others also really like that song and like want to hear a remix of it. So it's kind of just like a cool little thing for like older me <laughs> or younger me, my bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was kind of the next question I wanted to ask. What do you think younger you was feeling um, when you first saw that Zed's Dead was playing your remix? See, I think about this all the time nowadays, and I literally probably wouldn't even be able to like fathom it just because like making music back then wasn't even something that like crossed my mind, like just by chance, like when I was graduating high school, one of my older homies um, showed me GarageBand and I was just like, oh, like, this is dope. I was like, I didn't even know GarageBand existed. Like you can make music on a computer and um he was just like showing me around and like we made like a full song like probably really shitty back then but like I was like wow this was a lot of fun like I want to do this too so um I just downloaded GarageBand and then like Logic later on and um did that for like three years and then eventually like switched to Ableton and I've just been running with it but the again back to the older me like knowing that like Zed's Dead playing my stuff and like all that like I've been listening to them literally since like 2010 and um it's just like so dope like I still can't really like fathom it like most of the time just like knowing that like it's on their USB that they like said like oh we're playing the Tate V remix like that's just like insane to me and I am very very grateful for it I'm grateful that I don't know I was getting I was getting a little tired of hearing collapse every set but now I have like a new reason to get excited because, you know, like, oh, yeah, your first 10 ZZ sets, you're like singing along to collapse. You're like, everyone's so happy. But then like you get a little jaded after the 11th one. And you're like, all oh, right, of course, you're like, I know the words, guys. Like I, the, the anime visuals are sick. Yeah, <laughs> but, but I'm also I, that's exactly <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's what I was thinking, too, because I'm sure that they like are really happy and like. To be able to play like another version of the song that like also goes hard and like still keeps like the OG feel of it, but like also slaps and that's just really cool too. And it's honestly really cool because they play it all the way out and I'm very like the outro is like one of my favorite parts too. So oh, yeah. it's really cool that they actually play the whole thing. Um, and I'm just happy because it seems like they're happy playing it. They've been playing it pretty much like every show. So it's just nice to know that they also fuck with it heavy. Yeah, it's so dope. Like Mize played it, I think I saw him on like oh, yeah, October 28th. And then I flew to Freaky Deaky and saw them play it on like a big ass stage. So like I got to hear it in like a small ass club, like loud club. And then I got to hear it like outside surrounded by like 30,000 people like losing their shit. Oh yeah, I'm going to be fully ascending when I see the New Year's eve if they play it i'm just gonna be probably crying or some shit <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you going to that yep uh i just found some tickets so uh, i just gotta get my flight they're super cheap but uh i didn't get as of now i didn't really get booked for anything um so i was keeping it open 
but now that it's like really close I'm uh, it's probably not going to happen so I'm just sending it with all my friends because uh one of my managers is going and a bunch of other people from Mobileholics are going so we got a nice little squad that would be dope yeah that's awesome yeah Yeah, just that that lineup is just like key music taste right now oh yeah that very very good lineup (laughs) um all right so let's transition away we can stop um sucking zed's dead i mean uh hyping up (laughs) zed's dead um sean you got a question um yeah um so you released a tape b usb to your facebook group can you tell us anything that was on that tape b usb any remixes any surprises um, I don't think I added any remixes to the USVs because I didn't really want to make it seem like I was like trying to like give away other people's songs or anything like that. I can't, I kept mainly originals on there. There was like two rap remixes, I think, uh, like a clout remix that goes like really hard. But for the most part, mainly originals. Oh, actually, no, there was this one song. Um, the one remix I put on there was my Sierra Leone one. Cause I was just like, I never really planned on releasing it. I didn't really like the first drop too much to where like, I thought it could be released, but I recently reworked it and it's way better now. So I'm definitely going to release it. And it's just like a complete different version, but the USB was something really cool. It was a uh, 10 songs, um, all like mainly originals. And then I had, <clears throat> I added, uh, the Halloween EP, which didn't come out yet onto it so people got to get like an early listen on that if they got it and then I added two songs that didn't make the EP but I still really liked so that was like a really cool side thing too so all in all I think there's like 17 18 songs on there that people got to listen to and I only released 50 of them because I wanted to be like a super exclusive thing to where like I didn't want to put out like 100 or 200 Um, I just wanted to go by like really quick and have like all the OG fans that really wanted it um be able to get one and I made them super cheap too it was only like 40 bucks 45 bucks I think so that it was like pretty affordable for people it was like a signed cassette um and you pretty much can take out like this little thing and it's a USB inside of it and you can just plug in like the cassette USB and listen to it on your computer so you don't need like an actual like cassette adapter thing do you think one day you'll be able to release a cassette just like full of unreleased music so I was thinking about it I feel like this was like something cool to do early on in my career but if I were to do another one I would probably have to put like a little bit less music on there because I feel like people would start leaking it or something like later down the road so I I still have to think about what I want to do for the next one because I definitely plan on doing another one in like June-ish but I just don't know exactly how I'm going to go about it um, and like what songs would even get on there or what, because the songs probably aren't even created yet. But um, I'm very excited for the next drop, though. I definitely want to change it up a bit, make like a new logo on it and um, see what else happens. And that's when I'm also going to be dropping a new alias. So who knows, maybe I'll throw on, make it like a different genre or something just to change it up a bit that'd be dope i was thinking like throwing the usb like 
at Lost Land, just throwing the USBs around, throwing one like in a dinosaur. <laughs> oh, like like a scavenger hunt type of deal. Yeah, but that I feel like that would go a little wrong. Uh, but at the same time, like it's a good idea. But, but I, don't yeah, I like I'm the idea. Good. Honestly, I could consider doing some stuff like that. Maybe like if I'm in a city for a show, be like, yo, like I'm at this park. Like I left a. a cassette in this tree and like take a picture of it to where people can't really tell exactly where it is or something and then the first people like to grab it can just grab it that'd be a cool idea <laughs> yeah, yeah we just need to get you booked in denver <laughs> oh yeah um i can't announce it yet but it will be coming up soon like very soon so the, uh, I'm, I'm excited to come back there i feel like a lot of my listeners are mainly from denver and just it's like me, like mainly like a lot of the community too for bass music. So I'm very excited to come back. And so you say come back. So you have you played here before? Yeah. Um, Space Wizard brought me out for his black box uh, set back in um, April last year. But this was when they were still doing like um, like the sit down stuff where like everyone had to like get their own table because Rona was. Um, like they were pretty much still doing that for like Rona and um I haven't played there since like they brought the crowds back but we just did like the seated thing where everyone had their own table and yeah, then I opened the up same. for him it was like a day and yeah definitely not the same but it, I was still just so happy because uh Denver's like and Colorado is just like one of my favorite like states I love hiking there and all that and all like the weed and everything obviously but it was just really cool because like I was a huge fan of Space Wizard and I didn't even know he liked my music like that. And for him to like bring me out, I was just like so honored that he's the shit. I love him. <laughs> now I got to get you all the way back up here to Vermont. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I so, mean, I'm down to play anywhere, dude. As long as there's fucking people that fuck with my music, I'm happy to be there. Where our only club is like all the big DJs go to uh what's it called higher ground okay cool we also have um this club called metronome uh so down played there last week or last month hell yeah well i definitely got to check it out i haven't really heard much about vermont but i'm kind of new to like traveling and all that too like i don't really like every new state i go to i just have no idea i'm just like there, like all right this is cool <laughs> like what else is there to see and i'll just like hit up the promoter or like someone else opening and instead of just like chilling in my hotel, usually they're more than happy to like go, go do stuff with me and we'll just like go downtown or like go exploring and stuff. And like, we'll just see like the cool parts, of like that state or town we're in for the day. There's just like one city, a lot of grass, Bernie Sanders and maple syrup. So not much. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Kind of reminds me of a, where was it? I think like Wisconsin I was in. That place was a little dull. Oh, <laughs> come on. Like, oh, I'm going to man. Wisconsin tomorrow. For <laughs> there was like cheese I was curds, so excited. Packers, hey, no, cheese then, curds are fire, though, there. Like, <laughs> they are. They they're are. almost <laughs> worth it. They're almost they worth the cell reception. They were very high for me to try cheese curds. The cell please. <laughs> um, all right. So let's get into some rapid fire questions here. Um, okay. This is basically from the audience. 
um, audience being Twitter. Um, so favorite synth to use right now while you're producing or sample um, pack? I jumble between Faceplant, Vital, and Serum. Serum I don't really like using too much anymore just because I've grown tired of it. Like it still makes like really cool sounds, but like, I don't know why, like half the time I can just tell the sound was made in Serum and it just sounds like a little dull. Like there's obviously a lot of stuff you can do to it. And like, I'm probably just thinking about it wrong, but Serum I use the least, but main the main thing I use is Base Plant and then Vital. Cause those are like two really cool ones. Um, the Halicon pack, I butchered that name probably like the Future Rhythm label. They have a really <laughs> cool, uh, um preset pack for vital that i like using a lot but other than that face plan and that and i like using samples a lot too um like off splice that's like a cool way to get creative for me because once i find the key of like the song i'm in i pretty much just like plug in the key on the splice and just go through my whole like uh sample library and like plug stuff in and see like what sounds cool because um like you can make all the cool sounds you want off of like whatever you're using, like say face plan or whatnot, but getting like a cool, unique sample is cool too, because like you normally would never think of making something like that, but like, it's like cool to incorporate like all of it together. I don't really use like just one thing. And like, it varies for projects too, because um, sometimes I'll have like a whole project with like mainly just samples or like only phase plant or like only vital. It's kind of just like what I start off with first for the song gotcha okay uh well that definitely you know that was all english to me uh i knew exactly <laughs> what you're talking about except for um, holly Khan. yeah holly Khan. <laughs> we would like to give uh, a Halicion, sh- shout out I to, to, to sure. it's halcyon halcyon okay dope 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 and Ula Kyle. And i'm Ula so Kyle. sorry Ula Kyle. <laughs> Dr. Um, Rosie. dude he's like shaking right now <laughs> like so tired of people pronouncing it wrong um, <laughs> he's like messaging the graphic designer he's like you better be fucking spelling this shit right no nah, they do i just keep like <laughs> i'll like get it right sometimes like after looking at it but then like when it comes time to like speak it my brain just does a fart and i'm just like <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't remember <laughs> that, that's happened to me once on this show <laughs> happens yep um what is your biggest inspiration right now in music or whatever? Um, like just any inspiration at all. Um, like a hot girl or favorite <laughs> artist. My biggest inspiration right now. Um, well, like I wouldn't really call it an inspiration, but just being able to live with my parents right now is really cool because I know I won't be living with them forever. And this is like where I grew up. So like I feel like I can channel like my like younger self like whenever I'm in my room making music and like um it's like it's just really nice because I'm like very stress-free when I'm here the beach is like right by me so I just like start my mornings off with that and then come back here make some tunes and they're very supportive of me and they're here with they're here with me like every step of the way like I tell them every little thing going on with like my music career at all times and it's just like super nice knowing that like they're very supportive of me and I'm able to do my thing like without having to stress out and they understand like like what I'm doing like I show them all my songs and everything and they love it so 
that's like really cool it helps me stay inspired and like not really like be too down on myself but like music wise um so there's two like for rap I would say like I am very inspired by like the odd future and like Tyler the creator and like ASAP mob and ASAP Rocky vibes because I feel like they're just like really cool and like I like aspire to just like have that level of steez and like just keep everything like cool the way they did it um for EDM you probably already know like Zed's Dead the older UKF stuff uh Skrillex um Troy Boy Getter Space Laces those are all like some of my favorites oh Peekaboo too um and that's just like like it's kind of just like a mixture of all that there's not really like one specific inspiration because I can find a lot of inspiration a lot of stuff yeah that's pretty much it yeah I mean uh going back to the creator like did you see um Rolling Loud where you like Kanye was brought out and like a bunch of other rappers I forget who was like in the pictures with him I saw it today but he was like I saw that and I was wondering what that was that was rolling loud I think so I think I think it was yeah I didn't really know what the pictures were about but I thought it was really cool I thought it was like some designer stuff um I wasn't sure but he was like showing them off how like and like Will Smith was doing like the two hands like and (laughs) here's Here's Kanye West. <laughs> yep. Um, Speaking of Kanye, did you guys ever get to catch the stream he did the other night? With I, with Drake? Yeah, yeah. With Drake, the, the free uh, Larry. I, now that I'm, we're talking about inspiration, that really, really, really inspired me. Like, that was probably one of the most inspiring things I might have seen because I also grew up like listening to graduation, like the older stuff from Kanye and being like knowing that he just played the most legendary set list of all time. Like that was crazy. Like, and like, just like that whole stream was just so cool to see. And that was really inspiring. Cause like he went back to his old shit and like got to play like all that and like hearing that again and like seeing him play it was just so cool and inspiring. The opening notes to homecoming. Yep so dope if you're listening i would highly encourage you to watch that on youtube if you're a fan of kanye i think everyone no matter what's still gonna be a fan of kanye yeah i would i would agree it is music's always like class like class act music so so is drake but you know yeah i mean drake was kind of eh, I didn't expect him to like come out with just like his new album right after like that legendary performance so it was a little underwhelming but I'm just happy they played their collab uh forever at the very end of it yeah, yeah. that was some mall music <laughs> yep oh yeah yep <laughs> the apple store and put that shit on youtube on the speakers and leave <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right so right after that like one last quick question and then sean's got a nice nice little closing question for you so this next one is if in 2022 you got reached out to by a promoter or uh tour manager or whatever and they said tapey we need you to play a set 
but you get to choose the venue that it's at. What venue would you choose? Hmm. See, like, I really wouldn't know what to tell you because I don't really, like, know about venues like that. Like, even when I get booked, I don't really look up the venues either. I just kind of like making it a surprise for myself. But uh, recently, um, whichever one Lucid played at, and like, I think it was just like a Wakan show. I'm not sure exactly what show it was for. But was it Lucid, the one in Denver recently? Yes. Yeah, that I was huge, there. It's so, yeah. it's so sick. That venue looks amazing. But there's also... So this other one I think it's called like King's something in New York where like it literally looks like you're in this crazy like King's Castle yeah King's um, Theater in Brooklyn where yeah, Jade Cicada yeah. just played uh yep. with Detox that Unit insane it's like an old so opera would, theater opera hall yeah. yeah it would be between those two I think we got King's Theater and Mission Ballroom are the dream venues for Tate B to get booked up as of next now. year so promoters <laughs> research, if you're listening you got chop chop because our man's is blowing up fast and he may be too big for those by the end of the year too big artists yeah. if you're listening put him on the tour list for winter 2022 let's get it fall 2022 all right. especially <laughs> all right sean let's hit him with the hit him with the hit him with the question the, I actually have two questions to end it off with. Uh, oh, first, first, you're on you're on an island, um, and you know you have you have your three things that you survive on an island. But this one is what three mixes can you survive on an island? Hmm. What three mixes, mixes are you? Yeah, mixes or like. You know, sets that you've ever listened to at festivals okay. or concerts or any of those, but you can only listen to those on this electric talk island. I would, my first one would be What's So Not's Flying to Europe mix. That one is one of my favorite mixes of all time. Um, second would have to be. Probably that Kanye uh, stream from the other day, whatever that was. Um, and then third, probably something by ASAP Rocky, but I'm just not sure like what set. It would probably have to be from something like Long Live ASAP. Long would Live ASAP. So no, that's good. That's great. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, albums work too. Dope. And so I think the last... That. Yeah, and the last question I'm going to ask. What happened to tape A? Everybody's got to know. really talk about that, but <laughs> if I do ever see him, it's on site. It's on site. You heard it's that tape site. Site. If you're listening to this, you little grimy little <laughs> We got beef tape, man. Ass. He's coming for you. <laughs> I get you might be the OG, but... Tape B, tape B sounds a little better than tape A. This Burke's got a, a bark. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, tape B, is there anything uh, that you'd like to leave the, the people, the audience with uh, to remember you by, to look forward to, to reminisce on anything coming up soon that we need to catch yet? 
Um, so I'm probably going to release a showcase sometime this week or maybe next week. I'm not exactly sure when, so that'll happen. Um, other than that, I don't really have much. Uh, I've kind of felt like I lost my train of thought with like the first Wubbleholics question. So maybe if we can go back to that, there's a little bit more stuff I'd like to add because I wasn't really like fully there mentally. I feel like I answered it a little bad. All right. Um, so like, what, what do we want to rerun through? Like how you got, how you like met up with Wubbleholics or just kind of like how the whole system works? Yeah. Um, like what was the in, uh, initial question? Cause I feel like I didn't really answer it. Right. Um, just like how your relationship is right now with Wubbleholics, how are you guys doing together? Okay. Well, um, so the relationship's great. Um, we're all like a huge family. We played a bunch of cool festivals and shows together this year. Um, we've been traveling a lot together. It's really cool because a lot of us live down South. I get to chill with my managers a lot down here and just like the whole family. Cause besides the artists and the managers, it's just like one big fam. Like there's a lot of us like that just like also just listen to music and just like help out whichever way they can. Like whether it's like working door at an event or like just being there to support. It's really, it's just like such a nice family to be around. Um, and it just like is really cool cause a lot of us are from South Florida. So I'm constantly hanging out with them and it's just like really cool. Like I'm not like in my head the whole time sitting at home like it's actually cool to like see them in real life so that's really cool um we've been planning a lot of stuff for next year um lots of big changes but mainly just uh, a lot of new music and a bunch of new shows we're planning a tour for next year too that's kind of getting finalized that i'm very 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 excited about so that's going to be really cool but other than that it's just really really cool to be a part of Wobaholics. they're like when they first started out and I was first starting out like in 2020, like the very beginning of it and like the end of 2019, I had my eyes on them because like they were just doing mixes at the time, but it was just really cool to see like a label emerging from South Florida and just like Florida in general. And I knew like I wanted to be part a part of them. Like everything that like was kind of just like directing me towards them saying like, this is like the next step. Like this is like who I got to be with. So like when they reached out to me to do the mix um, and then like later on asked if I wanted to be managed, I was more than happy to be with the team just because like that was like where I wanted to be. But now I feel like I answered the question properly. <laughs> so okay. I'm happy to go back to this. Awesome. Well, I mean, yeah, Wobbleholics <laughs> team is always churning out some fresh vibes and some fresh tunes um oh yeah i went to ucf for like a semester and a half and i was like just kind of figuring out the scene when i left and then like a year later wubbaholics was like florida edm fan but better <laughs> uh i don't really know what that one was but Cause I, I don't really, I wasn't really too invested into the scene. Like this is another thing I'd really like to add. So I was very, very, very excited for this podcast just because um, beginning of 2020 when like the pandemic happened and everything, I didn't really know like anything about the scene in general. Like I was just starting to release music um, or 2019 ish too. 
And I didn't really know what was going on. And one of my buddies told me about electric hawk. And I was like, oh, what's this? And um, I followed them on Twitter. And I was like, oh, this is cool. It's like a blog, I guess. But um, they made like a tweet saying like, yo, we're trying to build like a community. And like the first like 40 people to like, like this or DM, we'll throw you in a group chat for producers and stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is tight. So I got added to one of them. And that's really how I met like a lot of like the smaller producers back then. And just like people that were also up and coming. And because of Electric Hawk is like a huge reason why like I got to like, I feel like get into the scene and like learn more about it because I just really had nothing. Like I had no idea about anything really. Like I didn't even know that much about like bass music, like the experimental kind and stuff like that. So it was really cool to like be involved with the community because of Electric Hawk and like actually like learn more about it, see who else was like up and coming because before all that, I was only really following like bigger artists and I didn't really know who else was like at like my level or even like making music like in like a lower tier or anything. So I very grateful that I like learned about Electric Hawk back then because because of them, I made a lot of cool friends and like got to just like get deeper into the scene. And that was like a really cool part too. So it's like a nice little full circle moment, like being on this podcast and being able to talk about it. Oh yeah, I think I think that's super dope. I didn't know that you were put into one of those groups. Uh, you know, the guy that started Electric Hawk and had an idea, had the idea for like all those community chats, and he helps like manage all of them and like make sure that people aren't saying like sideways shit and yeah. stuff like that. His name's Daryl, and he's just yeah, yeah, of course, he's just a dope dude. Uh, oh, I I can tell, dude. He's done a lot for the community, and I very grateful for him um I'm at, I was like literally in one of those like first ones like I still haven't left like I, I don't like check it that much but like I wouldn't really leave just because I mean that's where I started you know like and it's like cool to check from time to time and like see like the people from like the beginning that are still in there like obviously it's changed a lot but like those chats are like really what helped me like actually actually like make friends online and like get like myself more involved with the community so i'm very grateful for dario and like what he did for the community yeah i mean I, that it's not just dario there's like a community man there was a community management team like over covid but i'm glad that it helped you and uh i appreciate you i'll, I'll say that dario proxy appreciates what you're saying so i'm sure he'd love to hear uh you know that something he did you know help set you up to somehow oh, of course like have now have like this huge success in your career and I mean not huge success but like you know adamant success but you're setting yourself up for like huge success because we all know yeah, that exactly. like a year from now like you'd be like oh electric talk wants to hit me up like what's their numbers like <laughs> <laughs> um i'm just playing but uh i mean we do love having you on the show man uh i'm really glad to know that um that you're more immersed in the scene now that you made some friends um and I'm just really glad that you came on the show. We got to hear an yeah. inside scoop on how the magic happens. And that's what we're here for. And I'm sure I'm not like the only one that's gotten helped out by it. But yes, thank you so much for having me and everything. This was a very, I, I love podcasts a lot. Like I fall asleep to them every night. I listen to Taboos and Lizzie Janes all the time too. So it's just like, I love listening to them regardless. So 
when I found out I was like a part of this one, I was like, yo, let's go. Like I've always been wanting to do a podcast. So very grateful to be here. Talk to you guys. I'm oh, glad. Yeah, I'm thank glad. you so much. I shed a tear just now. Oh <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> we do want to give a shout out to Talks with Taboo and the XO podcast by Lizzie Jane. They are some fire ass information outlets. Uh probably a little bit better than ours, but that's debatable. That's very yeah, master that's debatable. debatable. Um, I mean, they're all good. It's just people talking to people at the end of the day. Exactly. And that's true. That's how we get, we find out these cool stories and like how like songs get made. Like how does Nightmare make two of the biggest songs of his life on the same day? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of like, like, I wouldn't say like I'm like that too, but for example, like the Eyes on Fire remix, the In for the Kill remix, and the Gold Dust remix, I made all in two days. Kind of the same night, but I kind of just like didn't finish it up until like two or three days later. But I started all of them same night. And a lot of my big projects, I do it like that too. Like um, I usually make like four or five songs like in that week when I'm just feeling extremely expired, inspired. And then um and then like I'll kind of just like burn myself out and not make music for like two or three weeks and then just like do it again and that's kind of like the only way I can really work but yeah I feel them on that <laughs> just gotta do it in bulk like Costco <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> or just like when you're feeling really inspired you know yeah that's true all right man well we could just keep jabbering on but people got People got work to go to and stuff. All these avid listeners, <laughs> um, we want to give them a break. But if you like listening to Tate B talk about his music, his story, and the future of Tate B, um, definitely go give him a follow, a listen, a stream on whatever damn social media platform or music streaming platform you use. Um, look him up online, see if he's coming to a city near you soon. Um, other than that, uh, my name's Tony from Electric Talk. And I'm Sean from Electric Talk. And we're going to sign off with a big old ado and thank you. And thank you. continue listening for our great badass partnerships with some cool new companies. Thank you. Enjoy loud music. Exactly how much bass do you like in your face? Don't flirt with functions this festival season without eargasm earplugs. Tinnitus is real, and so is the monster from under your bed. We're looking at you, Steve Aoki. So don't sleep on our 10% off discount code, Electric Hawk, with Electric Talk's newest partner's eargasm. Dubstep sold separately.